Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. <laughs> In 400 meters. In 100 meters. Today's episode is advice for new working homeschooling parents. Before I get into it, I'd like to bring a word from our sponsor. The Canada Homeschools podcast is sponsored by Canadian A Educational Resources. And I wanted to mention today that for the month of June 2021, 10% of all sales are going to be directed to help Indigenous families from the North who have to travel for medical care. I am so mindful of the deep sorrow and tragedy caused by residential schools, as I'm sure you are, and so we wanted to do something to help Indigenous families this month. So, if you purchase Headphone History, a companion geography workbook, Enough Already, or Homeschool Mama Self-Care this month, a portion will go to help these families. If you are in Ontario, we are also having a new and used curriculum sale following provincial regulations on Saturday, June 12th from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. here in Central Ontario. You can find the details at Canadian A Educational on Facebook. This episode is for new working homeschool moms, and so I'm thinking you are either a working mom who is new to homeschooling, or a homeschooling mom who is new to also bringing in income while homeschooling. You may be a mom who loves her job and also wants the benefits that homeschooling has to offer your children, or you may be a homeschooling mom who just simply needs to bring more income into the family to make ends meet. Your story may be something different altogether. Working homeschool moms come with a lot of different scenarios, but what we have in common is that we are juggling a lot. Because we are juggling so much, and often more besides, it's really important that as we are starting out, we get a few foundational things laid out. I want to be practical in this episode, but if we are really honest, most of our stresses take place in our minds more than anywhere else. So we'll start with some foundations and then go through some practical ideas. So the first foundation is our vision for homeschooling. The first thing we need to look at is our vision for homeschooling, or our why, if you will. Working in homeschooling is doable and rewarding, but also very challenging. Being clear on why you have decided to homeschool and to continue homeschooling is very important. The other thing having this vision will do for you 
is to keep you going on the days that you want to quit or when people challenge you with, why do both? Why not just send your kids to school? Wouldn't that be easier when they see how busy you are? Being clear on your why in collaboration with your spouse, if applicable, will make it more likely to have his help and support. We have decided to do this because we believe it is the best choice for our children and our family. Will it be the most convenient choice? No. Making healthy food for the kids is not as convenient as unhealthy packaged food either, but we try to do it anyway. So convenience is not the main factor in making decisions for our families. So to sum it up, be clear on your why. Why are you homeschooling? And if you can do that in collaboration with your partner, all the better because when you want to give up, they will say, we have decided this because, and when they want to give up, you can remind them, we have decided to do this because. So that's the first foundation. The second foundation is why we are working. This may seem like a no-brainer to some people. Of course we are working, but, but maybe you don't have to. And if you do have to, knowing why you're doing it and believing in why you're doing it will also help you to keep going. So here are some good questions to ask yourself about why you are working. Is your work contributing to your family priorities or is it detracting from your family priorities? So for us, sometimes I had to be the main breadwinner and sometimes I only needed to earn money just enough that we could get takeout once in a while, have a vacation and have some of the nice things of life. So maybe your reason for working isn't only financial, although I think that's the main reason or we wouldn't try to juggle so many things. But sometimes we actually just like working and we like the personal growth that comes with it. And we have other goals that are beyond financial for what we're doing. So we really need to get our heads around why we are working and if our work is contributing to our priorities and to our reasons, then um, it's good. And so we don't need to feel bad about that. But work can sometimes get in the way of what we feel is good homeschooling. And homeschooling can get in the way of what we feel is good work. And that doesn't even address uh, managing our household and our yard and our volunteering and other things that we do. So it's very important to check in regularly to see how the balance is going. And it's also an important thing to look at our budget and see if our budget can be adjusted so that it requires less working hours or if our schedule can be adjusted to give us more working hours if needed. So I would say that why we are working we need to be clear on that and we also need to be constantly evaluating our work and our home life and seeing how it's going and make adjustments as necessary. For me, whenever I had businesses, they tended to grow always and take up more and more of our family time and our balance would get out of whack and I would need to actually make adjustments and cut back on my work or change 
businesses or do whatever I had to do just to keep our family priorities straight. But it is hard to juggle the priorities of finances and family time. So just keep evaluating constantly, doing it because you have a good reason to do it. And don't don't be a working homeschool mom if uh, you feel only guilty if you're not bringing in some income. If you highly value what you're doing as a homeschooling mother, you're being a full-time educator, for example, you don't need to add the juggle of working to that unless your family financially needs you to do it or you have some other important reason for doing it. Don't do it to please other people. You're not being lazy if you're working in the home, especially if you're educating your children. So, but I think if, you know, I think most of us are working because we feel that we have to for the family budget. So that is foundation number two. Just make sure that you and your spouse are clear on why you are homeschooling and working. Just make sure that you know why you're doing it and that you need to be doing that because the juggle is a lot. We can handle the juggle if we know why we're doing it and we believe in why we're doing it. But why would we want to do that much juggling if we didn't need to or didn't feel strongly about doing it? That being said, I do have one daughter who is wired very entrepreneurially and she admires the fact that I've been a businesswoman while I've been homeschooling her and it's given her a good example to look forward to having a business of her own someday. So there are benefits to the family other than financial that can come from working while homeschooling. So I thought I'd put that out there as well. The third foundation that I'm going to talk about, and I believe in many ways it can be practically the most important foundation, is our marriage partnership, if applicable. So if you are a single mom who is working in homeschooling, and I know you're out there, I applaud you and I'm here for you to encourage you. But many of us are in some kind of partnership and So it's very important that this partnership be a collaboration in terms of working and homeschooling. So we're going to talk about that. So there are important questions to ask yourself when you're considering your partnership. Are both parents truly on board with the priority of homeschooling? And then the second one, and this reflects back to our shared vision for homeschooling that we talked about in the first foundation. The second question I think is very key to the practical application of working and homeschooling and that is how are the domains divided or shared in the family? If the homeschool mom who manages the household and teaches the children has to work as well, what additional responsibilities will the homeschool dad pick up in order to make it work? Let's be clear, it's not fair for one person to work three jobs, house, teaching, and work, and the other to only work one job, work. In most families, women do about 80% of the parenting and the household management, and men usually only do 20%. So that's what we're usually starting with. Can the non-teaching parent pick up more work and the teaching parent manage the home? 
We talked about having to evaluate our work or our businesses, and I gave the example of sometimes having to scale it back. But as we're talking about our partnership, it doesn't just have to be the mother's hours and job that has to be evaluated. It's only fair for a couple to evaluate the father's work as well. It's just really important to consider these things and to have the important conversations about it. Otherwise, you are both making assumptions about your roles and responsibilities, and it can lead to resentment, which is not good for your relationship, and burnout, which is not good for your health. It's important to think about the mental headspace that household and parenting responsibilities take up, usually in a woman's head. Even if the dad cooks supper when he gets home from work, if the mom has planned the meal, done the shopping, and remembered to thaw out the meat, then she has essentially carried most of the responsibility for the meal, even if her husband executed the task in its final stage. There are hundreds of invisible hours of work and responsibility, like this example, that women do, and we carry the responsibilities on our shoulders. So be aware of this when having these important conversations, because now more than ever, it's important that the mom not be the she-fault setting for everything while also working and homeschooling. I would say that working towards this collaborative partnership is the most important advice I can give you. Did I always do this well? No. Sometimes I think we expect more from ourselves than our partners even expect from us. The word should means to scold yourself, and I know that as women we are constantly shooting our, on ourselves. It's also hard to let go of control when husbands don't execute tasks the way that we expect or require them to. Remember, done is better than perfect, and we are not perfect either, by the way. And it can be helpful to remember that we are their partner, not their parent. If we can get them to take full ownership of their tasks, then we won't feel the need to nag or remind constantly. But if we criticize, they won't want to bother helping at all. I know this really well in theory, but I don't always apply it. You as well? And then I want to circle into that word, helping. And we've had these conversations in our partnership where my husband has said that he helped me by doing the dishes. And I reminded him that they were his dishes too, so why were they just my responsibility that he was helping with? So <laughs> it's a way of looking at it, but... Um, the household and the parenting is actually both of your responsibilities, especially if you're both working. So just getting that mindset sh shift of him, he is not helping you with your responsibilities. You are sharing a partnership with your shared responsibilities. Okay. Okay. On to some practical matters. And I've mentioned this uh, in an earlier episode. The first one is to throw out your preconceived ideas about what education needs to look like and what a school schedule should look like. Your situation is unique and you need to customize it for your particular family situation. You can't try to be like another family, especially if you are doing this juggle. So even though your plan and schedule is not going to look like everyone else's, 
You do still need to make a plan and a schedule. Time management is very important if you are going to do this juggle. Map out a whole week. Block out the work times and the school times, and this will look different for each family. Try to get a basic plan for the week. The more predictable and organized your week is, the less decisions you will have to make, and the less chaos and the less things that are filling your mind. Build some blank space in or some space for relaxing or fun. Build some space in for self-care. This margin is very important. So I used to think that if there was a blank space on the calendar that it could be filled and I didn't have margin in my life and that led to me getting burned out and it took a while for me to learn to build margin in. So make sure that you build in some space for yourself. If you're an introvert, make sure you build in some space for just recharging alone. Um, I personally didn't need a lot of that, but I did need to be able to be out with friends occasionally um, because that would energize and recharge me. So we're all different, so know yourself and build in some margin. A lot will depend on the ages of your children, whether they can be home unsupervised or not. So if your children cannot be home unsupervised because they're too young or because they don't work well being unsupervised, then you also have to think about childcare and you have to factor that in. Are you working for someone else or running your own business? Don't forget travel time. <laughs> travel time does take up time and we don't always think about it. If you do have your own business, it can be all-consuming. This is when it's really important to block off the school and work times so that you are not working on your business and neglecting the school time. Here's a practical tip. Turn off your notifications on your phone and computer so that you're not constantly checking and being distracted. Have certain times that you check those things and then forget about it in between. This is a discipline to learn if you've been a slave to those computer or phone notifications. Boundaries are very important here. Can you include your kids in your work? Can some learning be done early in the morning or after supper? And I found it even important the type of work I was doing. When I was a manager of a party, home party business, it was very fun and it really required a lot of my time and attention and it also was always in my mind. And I found that that was not really so conducive to homeschooling, although it was financially lucrative. Later on when I had a business that uh, was more task-oriented, like a cleaning business or my laundry business. I actually found that it didn't take a lot of mental energy, even though it took physical energy. So that left me more mental energy for uh, the home educating. And it was something that I could just turn off when I wasn't there because I didn't have to think about a house, for example, after I had cleaned it until two weeks later when I was going to clean it again. So that was a good business for me to keep my mind freed up for, uh, for my homeschooling and my other priorities. So just something to think about. You know what works best for you, but that was something that I found. Having something I could shut off was better than having something I couldn't shut off in my mind. Okay. Think about the kinds of learning materials that will work for your children and your schedule. What subjects are the most important to get done in a day? 
For us, language arts, math, and Bible were the important ones because if you can read, write, and do math, you can learn anything else. Think about how you can get all of your kids in on learning a subject like history or science together instead of learning it as separate grades. This will save you so much time and energy. You can all learn together in a group. You may wish to use the computer for a few subjects, which I've mentioned on a previous episode, which saves a lot of teaching time. I used the computer for math and English some years just to know that that was getting covered well, even if I was at work. I used it with the older ones while I worked with the younger ones who needed more one-on-one time. I used to think it was a shortcut to use computers for teaching, but now I know it can be very helpful, especially as a working homeschool mom. The next practical tip is to say no to things. This is especially important to the working homeschool mom. If you homeschool, run a household, and work, you can't have the kids in tons of extra activities and you can't necessarily do as much volunteering as some of your friends. If you struggle to get a good meal on the table for your own family, it's a good idea to take your name off the list for making meals for church. Choose your extra activities sparingly and reevaluate regularly. You don't have to prove anything to other people. You just need to do what works for your family. And now I'm going to say something that may sound like the opposite of the advice I just gave, and that is make sure that if there is an activity that really energizes you and makes you happy, that makes you feel connected with who you are as a person, who who you were before you had children, uh, go ahead and do that. Just don't do five of them. For example, I used to be an athlete before I married and had children, and where I lived was, wasn't really conducive to uh, the sports that I played. They weren't available in my area, and I was very busy having four kids in six years and taking them to all of their activities. But when a women's soccer league uh, came to our area, I did end up playing soccer. My family was very supportive, and I really reconnected with something that had been a very important uh, part of my life. And I also made a lot of new friends, and so it was my social, it was physically healthy for me, set a good example for my kids about living an active and healthy life. But really, it was something that just really uh, brought me joy. And so if there's something like that for you, go ahead and do it. Don't say that you can't do anything for yourself just because you're very busy with homeschooling and working. But just your kids don't need to be in every activity that's going on. Okay, mindset matters. The biggest thing that working mothers of all kinds face, even if they're not homeschoolers, and other than the juggle, is the mom guilt. So in this case, you will often feel like you are not doing anything well because you are doing so many things. And you may have a tape playing in your head of what a good mother looks like, and you may not be measuring up to this fictional person. You may unwisely compare yourself with another mom who does not have quite as many responsibilities as you have. If you and your husband are on the same page and you have chosen your priorities, priorities which include teaching and raising up your children, and you are living that out to the best of your abilities, 
then you don't need to feel guilty about many of the things that you may be feeling badly about. Your house will not likely be perfect, and please, if you can afford it, hire a cleaner. Your toilet doesn't care who cleans it, but your kids do care who spends time with them. All your meals may not be homemade, the kids' socks may not match, and you may not cover all the subjects that you would like to really well. But you are investing in your family with your time and energy, and you are being financially responsible, which is very important too. You are modeling hard work and marketplace interaction for your children, and serving humanity with your gifts and talents, which they will grow up to do themselves someday. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!